And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast, episode 11, recap Survivor Season 41. Wow, Ryan, wow. Uh, look, all I got to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my normal intro, but I'm, so, I'm just itching right now to, to get right into it, get right talking about it. I'm your host, Dylan Bird, along here with my co-host, Ryan Winthrop, and this was maybe the best episode of the season. Um, we have so much to discuss. I, I know a lot of people loved last week. I, I was enthralled by I, I was so thrilled with a lot a lot of this episode uh mainly because the twist ended up as you said flopping um that was probably the best part of everything but as you you know and, and i think the the twist flopping made it so good but you know let's get into everything how are you doing ryan and what were your initial thoughts i'm good no i i uh, that wasn't surprising though no, i thought that last week was the best of the season this was definitely a lot to unpack i actually wore black tonight in preparation that i was gonna be like oh this was a bit bad twist uh, <laughs> season's funeral on morning the season this twist was not as bad as it could have been we're gonna go into it tonight uh, i think it could have been based on what the rumors we were hearing it could have been a lot worse so i'm thankful for that and like you mentioned thank god it didn't really work out as it was designed but yeah no we have a lot to unpack and i'm excited to delve into some strategy some monty hall looking forward to it yeah, uh, this was this was it, it was a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. There's just so much strategy and game theory. And I was texting Hef while all this was going on, and he couldn't. I actually invited him onto the podcast tonight because he was saying how he loved the twist because it adds all this extra layer of, of game theory. He did. Of so, course, so look, did. you know, you know, Hef has to be controversial. I tried to get him on. He could not do tonight. He said he may be interested in doing next week though. So I will try to get Hef on at some point before the season ends or after the season to give his thoughts. But so much to unpack. And just want to remind everyone watching right now to subscribe to this channel. If you haven't already, be sure to like this video as well. Throw stuff in the comment section. Um, subscribe on Apple, Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and five-star review. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. And just before we get started here, want to give a shout-out. Um, we had... Per our uh, Spotify wrap that I actually checked today, we had, a, we had it said 20 people who listened to Soul Survivor podcast more than any other podcast. So thank you to those 20 people. Uh, Hannah reached out to us on Twitter, tweeted us and was like, you know, uh, thank you for getting through my, uh, thank you for helping me get through my nine to five. We absolutely love to see it. Uh, we were her top podcast of the year so far, 2021. So thank you, Hannah, for reaching out to us. Thank you, Hannah, for listening so much to this podcast. And look, this is why we do it, to make the fans happy and to, you know, give fans another perspective on the show. So love that that, you know, happened. And let's get right into it, Ryan. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, like, that's really sweet of Hannah and everybody else. Like, that really makes us feel special. It kind of makes your day. Because, you know, I, like all of you, I also am a Survivor fan. I, I've been watching Survivor for a long time, as has Dylan. And, you know, we watch the show. We talk about it with our friends. We listen to other podcasts. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of great podcasts out there. And obviously, I encourage people to listen to different people to get a lot of different opinions. But obviously, the fact that you spend some time listening to us really does mean a lot. So thank you to everybody. Yeah, I mean, when we when me and Hef first started this podcast from our apartment in uh, at Penn State, we we didn't anticipate anybody listening to it. We kind of just did it for fun. And now look where we are today. So look, love to see it. And let's get right to it. The episode wild episode um liana voted out tonight in a 5-3 vote with xander using his extra vote there were seven left but uh only there were seven left but eight votes um 5-3 so xander one of xander's advantages is finally gone um you know we've been we've been basically saying these whole these few weeks last few weeks how is xander still holding on to his idol and extra vote how is he doing it one of them is gone after tonight um and he kind of gave ricard a look uh, after the vote about you know whether he's the idol or not, he ends up holding on to the idol, which is good for Xander. The guy, as you know, just just always knows when to use when to use his idol or not use his idol. It looks like so good for Xander. Um, yeah, this was, and then of course right before the vote, we had the Deshaun do or die twist. So again, I want to, I, I almost feel like we'll we'll recap the vote for a little bit shorter tonight at the beginning, and then kind of go through the whole episode because the whole episode is like chronologically it just makes sense this time since the twist kind of happened at the beginning and then at the end so i think that'll make more sense but um what was really crazy about this do or die twist obviously deshaun finishes last in the immunity challenge that he chose to participate in he didn't have to if he didn't want to um he kind of figured that he was at the bottom which he was it may have been him tonight um if he if he was not safe um from this do or die so i think the most shocking thing is i'm thinking do or die is like a 50 50 chance i'm thinking this guy is gonna like flip a coin and it'll be like yes or no and then all of a sudden jeff pulls out three boxes and is like one of them has a fire symbol and the other one 
and the other two have skull symbols. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They threw this twist in with a 66%, 66.66% chance that the person who got it was going to go home. And I think we have a lot to discuss there. I was gonna say, I said to you before the podcast, somebody bring Voce back to talk about percentages. Cause this, like, I'm sure Voce, wherever he is watching this, is probably screaming at his TV, like, like you have to switch. You have to switch. Um, <laughs> but no, I can't wait to discuss this with you. So, like, for anyone that doesn't know, like, what the Monty Hall problem is, because obviously we heard Danny or Xander like mutter it tonight when Jeff was explaining it. So I'm so glad they brought this up. I mean, if you had told me before the season, Dylan, that we were going to end up with the season with both Prisoner's Dilemma and Monty Hall, I would have been like, you're, you're, you're absolutely crazy. But um, no, this was fun. And I'll, I'll say it really quickly just to not, you know, you know, nerd out on people so we actually can get through the episode because there's a lot more to unpack. But basically, if you don't know, like Jeff explained, you pick like one of three boxes. So you have a one third chance of being safe, two thirds sh- chances of not. Then once you pick one. Jeff opens up a box that he knows is a skull and says, okay, now this is a skull. Do you want to switch or do you want to keep your original box? And obviously, as we saw tonight, Deshaun kept his box and didn't switch and he ended up being safe. If you were looking at Twitter and you'll see people like Christian Hubicki, because Christian doing Rovatis, Christian knows a lot about this. Christian mentioned this. David Bloomberg mentioned this. Probability states that you should actually switch. And I know Dylan, you were talking to half about this as well uh, during the episode, but you should technically switch because when you pick a box, you have a one third chance of being safe, technically meaning that the other two thirds means that you're not safe. So you have one third over here and you have two thirds over here. Once Jeff opens up this box, this one is now dead. And you now have this box and this box, this now drops to a zero and three chance of being safe. But this is now one third if you stay. And because this was originally two, it's now two thirds if you do switch. So that's kind of why probability would dictate you should switch there, even though Deshaun was safe. That's kind of an interesting little background and like how the Monty Hall works. Yeah. And I'm happy for the sake of this episode and the sake of this twist that Deshaun decided to stay one, because how brutal would that have been if he went with the statistics and switched and then it would have ended up being him going home tonight and no vote. Um, I, I want to get, so not only was this a crazy dilemma once he actually got the opportunity to switch it, um, that kind of added a whole nother layer to this twist at the end. I want to, you know, rewind back to the very beginning of this episode. Um, and this is where we'll kind of go through chronologically. I want to go to the decision at the immunity challenge on, 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 on whether or not to participate, what the twist was, um, and kind of, you know, going into this, the reason why a lot of these decisions were made is after the episode, um, after last episode, it seems like Deshaun and Danny were on the bottom, um, and Liana, especially, after you know what happened where you know with their with the shan blind blind side it seemed like it was a four three numbers against them plus you know ricard and deshaun had that conversation that was alluded to at tribal council where deshaun was you know not the happiest about everything that happened with shan calling him a quote-unquote snake um and you know kind of you know deshaun even admitted himself that he could have been a little bit overbearing and that's why he felt like he was in trouble and he could have gone home tonight um, so a lot of these players were making decisions on whether or not to participate in the challenge or not, um, whether, you know, based on their standing in the game, as Jeff said, um, and the exact twist was, if you don't remember, you just want, you know, clarity. Um, if you decide to participate in the immunity challenge, you risk having to play this twist and play this game a chance, because if you're, if you're, if you're first out in this challenge, then you have to do this do or die thing where now we now we know, but they didn't know at the time, at least it seemed, where that you have a 66% chance of not staying in this game. You can't do anything about it. Um, nothing, no advantages could help you, no votes could help you. You just literally game a chance. Um, but if you decide to sit out of the immunity challenge and and you know give up your chance of immunity, then you know you're vulnerable tonight, but you don't have to participate in this challenge. Uh, I, I mean in this game of chance, I should say. So I personally was shocked that so many people decided to participate in this immunity challenge. We had Liana and Heather sit out. Heather, it makes complete sense because no one was gutting for her and she has not been good at immunity challenges. Liana, I was, you know, in shock that she, that she, that she sat down um, because clearly she was at risk tonight. You know, she was the one that went home, went home. And, you know, even though she said she hasn't been good at individual immunity challenges, like she's been pretty good at challenges in general throughout this game, even going back to pre-merge. So I was pretty shocked at her decision. Um, 
I, I'm wondering what you think of those two decisions, and then we'll talk yeah. about the people who decide to participate. Yeah, so I think like you're saying, um, this twist could have been a lot worse. I mentioned that at the start of the episode. Not only did it flop and Deshaun didn't go home on a game of chance, so that was at least good. Um, I think the twist overall, and I'll, I'll read basically what Dalton Ross said on Twitter because he kind of said it better than I could. Like The twist could have been a lot worse, and it's because um, it would have been so much worse if like the people were told, pick a rock and you're going to choose to play or choose to sit out. And if they did not know the consequence, I'm telling you right now, Dylan, if they did not know the consequences before they made a decision and they were just operating off of like blind faith and just saying, I'll do this. And they made a decision in the game without the information. This would have been the worst twist of all time. It would have been worse than edge of extinction would have been worse than the mutiny would have been worse than anything. So I'm glad. And like Dalton says here, because tonight's twist operated on, on a level of a level playing field, because it allowed everyone to make the same, it gave everybody the same decision-making opportunity. So that's why it was good because everybody knew the rules up front. And they's like, listen, you have a chance to play and get immunity, but you run the risk of being out first. And then you go home to chance or you sit out and you don't play a game of chance, but you can't win immunity. So the fact that they had the same decision up front made it good. Now, if you're going to ask me to your question, what do I think about people's decisions? Like, obviously, Heather there, no offense to Heather, she can't really play in that. She's going to maybe lose first or second and have to play a game of chance. Yeah, Liana, I feel like I'm not surprised she sat out, though. I, I see your point in that she was in danger, so she maybe she should have taken the chance and played. But I think she wasn't going to probably beat some of those other challenge competitors there. And I think Liana being, you know, she, I mean, again, she's very smart. She's a student at Georgetown. She's very intelligent. I think she was thinking to herself, like, I don't, I don't want to go out on a game of chance. Yeah, um, I I think pro probably, you know, it's very intimidating if you're making that decision, even if you're on the bottom, because you're like, I could end up going home because of a game of chance. Like, I would rather give myself the social social chance that I stay in the game rather than just a chance chance. Um, and yeah, I, no I want to talk about some of the people that did play the game, though, because there were a lot of interesting decisions here. Um, Ricard playing the game, uh, playing the immunity challenge. I think was warranted because he's been very successful in immunity challenges and mm -hmm. he definitely needed, you know, it seemed like he needed immunity tonight at least um, because, you know, he is the biggest threat in this game. So I don't blame him for playing in this immunity challenge. Um, then I think Danny also made the right move because he's been kind of average in the immunity challenges. But I think, like I said, I've been kind of wary that Danny has been maybe, you know, kind of half going hard in these challenges because I think he may want to lower his threat level. So I think that, you know, Danny with something on the line there, um, also being on the bottom, maybe he thought that he could have been like a, a vote that no one was expecting. Everyone Maybe if he thought everyone was expecting to go for Deshaun and then maybe it would have ricocheted to him at the last second. I think he was in the right being at the bottom to also play. So I think Ricard and Danny made the right move. Xander, I thought it was very interesting that Xander played. Um, interesting. And, yeah. I thought it was interesting that Xander played. Xander is very good at immunity challenges, so it makes sense that that's why he wanted to play. Now, at the same time, we realized here that if Xander had gone out first, then his idol and extra vote would have meant nothing tonight. Yep. So I think, you know, for him, it was it was almost like, I, I would have been like, all right, well, I'm going to sit out uh, because if I lose and they're gunning for me, I could just play my idol and stay in the game. Um, if he... You know, if he drops first, it would have been and, and had gone home because of that. I think all hell would have broken loose on Twitter, on podcasts, because for a guy like that who found advantages, who, you know, moved the target off him so much for him to go home on a twist like that would have been absolutely brutal. So I, yeah. I, you know, I'm ha again, like you said, the twist could have ended up so much worse. Um, but but I, but I think I think to your point though, like yeah, obviously, like why does he play? Because then his his advantages don't have any power. I can see your point there. But I feel like if I'm Xander and I'm looking at who else is playing, well, like, he didn't know. But like in his mind, if it's like okay, as long as I'm not out first, I have a chance to win. And if I win, I don't have to use my idol. If I lose, I can decide whether to play my idol or not. So I can definitely see why he played it because I think in his mind he's like, look, I, he he's probably thinking Heather's sitting out, someone else is sitting out. I think he thought at least, besides him, two or three others are playing. And in his mind, as long as I don't go out first, 
then I can play my advantages if right. I want to. Um, I think you and I were texting before the episode, and then we, we were both like, there's no shots that we're playing in this, if that's the risk. Right, right. yeah. I would have been scared to play in it, especially if, it like that. if you're like shaking, you could, it could just all go south. Um, Erica, I think she made the right move to play in it because her name's been thrown out pretty much every week the last few weeks at this point. So and, remember, she- and remember, if you're someone like Heather and you're weak in challenges, the weaker people are more likely to sit out meaning that you yourself have a greater chance of going out first. So if let's just say I'm making, I'm making this up just for argument's sake, let's just say all the females, let's just say Heather, Erica, um, Liana, let's just say they, they all sat out and then the four men played. If, if, if the people who are weaker in challenges sit out, then you yourself have a greater chance of going out first. Cause now you're up against stronger competition. So that's also something to consider. Right, right. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think that there's a lot of game theory. Now, the one the, what I've been waiting for is to talk about Deshaun here, because I, I texted, I was texting you about this. I was texting Hef about this. Maybe it was the right move after all for Deshaun. And I know he didn't purposely drop out there, but you kind of think to yourself, Deshaun playing that game may have saved him in this game. Um, him going out first in that immunity challenge may have saved him because, because if he, let's say, goes out second in that immunity challenge, he is vulnerable to go home if the other person gets gets the thing. And he's going to go home based on what Ricard said, based on what Xander said, based on what, you know, all these people said they wanted to get Deshaun out. I think if Deshaun does not come in, come, is not first out, I think he goes home tonight. So, you know, you Deshaun kind of had to weigh the, uh, Deshaun, it, it's kind of interesting because I almost think in a way, he increased his chances possibly of staying in the game by playing the game a chance. Cause I think it's possible that there was a lower than 33% chance um, of him staying around had this twist not even been a thing. So I just think it's a whole, it's very interesting that this all happened to Deshaun because of his spot in the game and how this all worked out. I think that it's possible that him playing him going out first inadvertently saved him in this game, which is the most interesting part of this episode to me. Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I was actually going to come into this podcast saying to you, you know, obviously we saw what happened with do or die with him surviving. And obviously we know what would have happened if he died. That that was pretty gruesome, by the way. The fact that people kept saying and Jeff, like, will Deshaun die tonight? I'm like, okay, guys, like, let's not take this so literally. He's not actually going to die. But um, so we know what, what, what would have happened with those two different situations. Uh, now, to your point, you know, what what's happens in the universe where Deshaun doesn't play and he sits out along with Heather and Liana, and let's just say Danny still wins. I think you're right. I think by Deshaun not playing the foursome of Ricard, Heather, Erica, and Xander, that new four-person alliance that was made, I think they actually gun for Deshaun there. Danny's safe, and if they, they can't get him, and Liana's not as big of a threat as Deshaun is, I think he does go home. So you're right. There's no way he went out first on purpose, but I think him at least giving it a shot actually, I think, maybe saved him, which is interesting. Right, so that's that's the most interesting thing, in my opinion, about this whole episode. Plus the Monty Hall thing. I mean, there was just so many, so much game theory and twists um, that went into this episode. Now, I want to talk a little bit about. Yeah, actually, wait, sorry, before you go on, I have one more thing about the challenge before you go on to the episode. Go for it. It's very, very minor, but it reminds me of one of Peridium's old videos about challenge hacks. If anyone doesn't re- remember, this is a challenge that we saw a couple times. This is the infamous challenge that Malcolm lost in Philippines. It's also the challenge that Suri loses in Micronesia. It's the one, like one where you're, you're like holding the thing like this. Did you notice, Dylan, that Xander never switched his grip, but Danny and Ricard constantly switched their grips? I did not notice that. Um, and I was worried for Xander because we've been comparing him to Malcolm all season. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, this is going to be the one that he, the, the one that it seems like he should be the best at is going to be the one that he loses first, maybe? No. Um, so anyway, he ends up playing well enough where it doesn't matter. But that, that did, it did pop into my head. But I did not notice that. That was a good point by you. It's actually a strategy. Well, Amanda, and, and that's why Amanda will challenge in Micronesia, like, that's the strategy, actually, because I think your like your wrists will get weaker if you're holding it in like in the same position the whole time. So in between rounds, by constantly constantly switching up your grip, I think you're actually taking some pressure off of your wrist in that situation. So I think that's why Ricard and Danny did that. So hats off to them for thinking of that strategy. Like as soon as I saw that, I actually said it said to the set at the screen, either Ricard or Danny's winning this 100. percent Right, right, and yeah, I wanted you know talk about some other aspects of this episode now. Yep. One of, possibly one of my favorite moments in this season was Danny winning immunity right mm-hmm. there. Um, what a great, what a great moment. We've, we've been very vocal about how Danny has been one of our favorites this season um, playing a great game, arguably in my opinion, one of my, one of my, maybe my favorite pro athlete ever to play a uh, survivor. 
Um, a guy that, you know, preseason, everybody basically saw that he was an NFL player and basically counted him out right away. And he sits in a spot right now that makes me say, I think he has, you know, he has a decent shot of winning this game right now. Um, and he has a phenomenal moment here um, where he talks about it's the 25th anniversary of his dad's passing and, you know, his whole story about how he, how he, you know, he felt, he felt guilty at the moment because he held a grudge against his father in the past, um, you know, for getting into this car accident and, you know, quote unquote, not being there for him and stuff like that. Um, and how he wanted to let that go and, you know, make his dad proud and then him winning the challenge and him, you know, breaking down in that moment, kind of the first time we've seen Danny like break down in this game. I thought it was just a phenomenal moment and a guy that, you know, obviously we, you know, pretty much everybody that I've listened to, everybody that I've saw, seen on Twitter has been rooting for this guy the entire game. And for him to have a moment like that was unbelievable. Yeah, that was so, um, it's like so sad and so sweet. Um, I actually was thinking in that moment, I was trying to think, okay, we saw like, you know, a Nasir backstory. We saw like a Sham back. I was actually thinking to myself, we actually hadn't seen anything about Danny yet in depth. And this was just so emotional. Um, and, you know, like, like my heart goes out to Danny, obviously, you know, this is obviously a big thing in his life and 25 years of living with this. And like you just said, you, you couldn't have written it better where he has this really emotional moment. He says to Deshaun, like, you know, this is a very, sad and special day for me so if i'm not myself you know please you know forgive me and then he goes out and he wins immunity i i think again not that he needed it i think he would have been safe anyway but he goes out there and it's obviously very you know emotional for him so listen we love danny on the on this podcast i think a lot of people were are rooting for him so that was very uh sweet to see i don't know if this was like this, this was like a late push for his winner edits you know i, I still think ricard and deshaun have the best chances but listen this obviously raises danny's chance a bit as well so this was great to see. Danny had, a, once again, a really good episode. Yeah, I mean, and look, clearly Danny is a threat to win to win out immunities um, for sure. And, you know, it showed him next week in the preview that he could be looking for an idol. So you never know what could happen with Danny. He could have one of these photo finishes like a Dean or like a uh, or like a Chris Underwood where next thing you know, he's in the perfect position. That could happen to basically anybody remaining. But I'm just saying, um, rooting for Danny. Uh, Danny, you know, I've enjoyed every second of him playing the game. And I think he's played a phenomenal game, but that was a great, great moment. Um, and now I think another interesting part of this episode is the fact that like they had to scheme for this entire vote that they didn't even know that was, if it was happening or not. So, you know, we had all the strategy. Um, obviously I think one, you know, we've been talking about Ricard as possibly a favorite um, right now. One thing that, you know, has is clear is that he's no longer the guy flying under the radar behind Shan. He is f far and away the, um, the biggest threat in this game and every single person there knows it now we kind of had a very interesting moment between danny and xander i saw some people tweeting about this where danny says to xander danny goes so do you think you agree with me that records the biggest threat and xander's like well obvious and obviously xander had his own reasons for saying this but he's like obviously you know records the only one who successfully uh successful had a successful move in this game so far um, so I think that, you know, a lot, you know, given that a lot of it's been like a lot of scrambling and, you know, kind of all over the place, I think that, you know, Ricard having, you know, far and away the biggest move in this game, maybe he did strike too early and maybe, you know, he is going to probably have to win an immunity or two in order to get to the end. Um, but I also think another thing that I want to talk about here, and we can discuss this as a topic right now, Xander had the opportunity if he wanted to, to take out Ricard tonight and he did not do it. He ends up going with Liana and his reasoning was that he wanted to keep Ricard around because he wanted to use Ricard as a shield. So my question to you, Ryan is, was this the right move for Xander as he easily could have turned on Ricard tonight um, and, you know, kind of flipped the game on its head. Um, or do you think it was the right move to keep him around as a shield? I think it's the right move because I think we talked about last week. Um, the now that Shan is gone, you know, there's the, the the two best players in the game. I think are technically just Deshaun and Ricard. Although you can make an argument for Danny as well, and Xander's obviously no slouch. He's a good player. Um, we talked about last week how there's like the, that war between Danny and Ricard. Now that Shan's gone, okay, Deshaun is like Ricard's got to go, and Ricard says I got to get Deshaun out of here. So if Xander could kind of sit in the back and hopefully the two of them will keep, you know, throwing votes at each other, you know, obviously tonight, uh, Ricard's group voted for Liana because Deshaun was safe. I guarantee you, like we said earlier, Deshaun would have gotten the votes if he wasn't safe. And the fact that Liana, Danny, and Deshaun still voted for Ricard, I think proves that point where the two of them are going to keep going for each other. So if, Ricard, if Xander can keep a shield in the game 
and he can have the two of them firing at each other, I think he benefits, especially still with an idol in his pockets. And again, like he said, this is a guy who, from the start of the game, when he lost Voce, he's kind of like, you know, been on the bottom. He's kind of been, you know, struggling. Then there was the whole Yase three with him, Evie and Tiffany, and they were kind of struggling to survive. And then they lose Tiffany. Then, then he loses Evie. So he, this, this poor guy has been trying to get some power and agency in the game for a long time. And now that he finally has his four person group of him, Ricard, Heather, and um, Erica, I think that. You know, he's like, you know what? I, fi- I finally got a group. I want to stick with it. So these other people were trying to take me out. I now can. I now knocked off Shan. We they, they just knocked off Liana. Now it's Danny and Deshaun. I think in Xander's mind, he's like, if I can just stick with this group of people and they're not going to flip on me, I can make it to fi- final five or four, play my idol, and then hopefully win out and then make fire. So I think in his mind, it's the right move. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, at first, and I texted you that at first I thought it was the wrong move, and I thought this was the time to strike. However, we've seen in previous seasons that if you make the big move too early, then all of a sudden you're going to get screwed out of it. And I think had he had he um, had he voted out Ricard tonight, he would have been the clear target next week, where he would have had to use his idol. And then if he if he gets his idol flushed next week at final six, um, then he's vulnerable at final five. And final five, if you don't win immunity, your game is sunk. So I guess he thought, you know, if I could just stay around till final three, maybe no matter, maybe even if I end up with Ricard at final three, I feel like I could pitch my avenue to a win. I think that there's more possibilities for me to get to final three um, by keeping Ricard in the game than avenues if I vote him out. So I do think that he made the right choice after like further valuation. This was kind of in the moment where I thought he could have made the wrong move. Um, but you know, Xander has played a very, very good game. I'm in shock that he still has his idol. I'm curious to see if he ends up finding the idol that looks to be in play next week. <laughs> that would be incredible if he does. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how this plays out with Xander. Um, well, speaking now, of Xander's idol, that's the last advantage in the game. The shots in the, tonight was the last time you could use shot in the dark, and shot in the dark is now gone. And Xander uses extra votes, so the only thing left in the game, unless I'm wrong, is Xander's idol. That's the last advantage in the game. Although, like we see in the preview, Danny and Xander are looking for an idol, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what happens um, with that. And then you know, obviously they, you know, they it basically what was going to happen was the four that you know the four that we thought were going to be the four, meaning Xander, Ricard, Erica, and Heather, they were going to vote um, for Liana, and the other three were voting for Ricard. Uh, it seemed like Erica was kind of the middle vote here and kind of on the fence, and that's why Xander made the right move in my opinion by using the extra vote just in case Erica did flip. Then it would have been a four-four. Um, and it could have been a revote, and you know they he basically wanted to ensure you know give Ricard some more safety by playing that extra vote, which I think was a good insurance move. You know, as as we we've talked about in the past, uh, it's incredibly hard to play your extra vote correctly to the point where it makes a direct impact. But sometimes, if you could use it as, as insurance like that, it's just as effective. It's so funny because obviously when Jeff is counting the votes and he says. Uh, three votes, uh, Ricard, three votes, Liana. And then he pulls out another vote and says, now we're at four votes, Liana, three votes, Ricard, one vote left. And we're like, well, there's seven people. So obviously Xander uses extra votes. And then Jeff pulls out that parchment, which obviously looks a lot different and a lot like more flimsy than the rest. You know that Xander used his votes. Um, but I, I do think you make a good point there where with the, with the seven people left and uh, Ricard's new group having, you know, the four to three majority, in Xander's mind, he says, okay, if Erica flips and goes with the others, then we're at a 4-3 disadvantage. So if I play my extra vote and she flips, I can at least make it 4-4. Maybe something will happen. Or if she stays loyal and she did stay loyal tonight, then we'll have it 5-3. So I, I think he was smart to kind of burn it anyway. Um, and he still has his idol. So I think it's fine. Yeah. And then right after that, we, you know, we go to tribal council whereas you know they they kind of uh screwed with us with the time a little bit uh kind of got in our heads i'm thinking to myself deshaun has to be safe and then we have this you know huge important conversation that takes up a lot of tribal council like 10 15 minutes of the episode tonight um a, a conversation about you know representation and you know people of color being 50 percent on the season and how it's presented the moral dilemma to deshaun you know i think he was very hurt by the fact that he was called a snake after the move he made last week whereas you know in his mind you know he, he had a choice a moral dilemma between do i stick with the four people that you know the alliance that we made with me shan liana um danny and you know me shan liana and Danny. Uh, Danny and Danny. Yeah. Um, 
or do I, or do I, you know, break that off? Um, how's that going to look to everybody? Is that going to look to the, to the public as if we, you know, we stuck with our plan and we got, you know, for, uh, we got our, 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 our alliance to the end. Um, so I think, I think that was a very important and powerful conversation. Um, and I think it also, you know, it, it kind of, and as Heather, Heather said that she, you know, she like didn't even Heather and Xander kind of said that they didn't really, you know, it was amazing to see how these people were, you know, having this moral dilemma. Um, I think what's so special about Survivor is that it it forces you to put morals against gameplay. You know, you at the end of the day, you are playing a game for a million dollars. And I think Deshaun, um, this was a important moment for not only the viewers to watch, but I think it was an important moment for him in uh, in front of the, you know, like it just shows that like, you know, not everything to him is gameplay and that he really did struggle with that decision last week. So that, you know, that was a very powerful moment. Um, you know, Liana as well, talking about how she, you know, she struggled, you know, whether to stick with this alliance or how she was hurt by this. Um, but at the same time, it's a game for a million dollars and, you know, how, how they feel pressure to, you know, show the audience watching, you know, what they can do, um, for the black community. So I, I, I thought that was a very, you know, powerful conversation um, and one that, you know, also provided, you know, perfect insight into what they're feeling out there in terms of strategy. And in terms yeah, of I mean, you're 100 percent right. It was super powerful, very impactful and extremely moving. Um, I also loved how they acknowledged straight up that, you know, the show now has the 50 percent, 50 percent of. POC uh, uh, casting, which not only applies to Survivor, but also Big Brother and all the CBS reality shows. It's obviously very important, uh, you know, for the future of the show and what's happening in the world. And I also love, Dylan, how they they didn't say them by name, of course, or maybe the show cut it out, but they did obviously reference the Survivor diversity campaign and, and the work that former Survivors did to make this happen. People like Wendell, like Bryce, Jamal, uh, Lauren, like a ton of people, you know, put a lot of effort into making this happen for the show. And you see that, you know, this was a very diverse cast, you know, just beyond the four that we were talking about in the game with Shan, Liana, Danny, and Deshaun, you also have JD, you have a Abraham, you have, you know, Jeannie and Ricard, er Erica, is a lot of different representation there. And it was super meaningful and very impactful. Um, and I think it also just showed, I, I think it goes back to what we were saying last week, Dylan, where it's like, I still think last week was the best episode of the season, even though this one was actually, again, not as bad as I thought it could be. It could have been a lot worse. But oh, I keep I keep hitting my my pop filter. Um, <laughs> I actually noticed that you don't have the, the pop filter on your snowball. I, I do not. I do I not. Pop filter yeah. and I, I keep hitting it with my hands. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I still think last week was the best episode of the season. And I think it goes back to what you were saying, where that's what Survivor is. It's about people from different walks of life coming together, trying to socialize, strategize to win a million bucks. And there are going to be times where you're, you're going to have to decide, is it best for my game? Do I do, do I do what's best for my game? Or do I go with what's morally right to me? Again, I'll reference it again. Same thing with Colby in Australia, picking between Keith and Tina. Do I pick the person who deserves to go and I might lose to? or the person that, that I know I'll beat, but they don't deserve to sit there. It's just what makes Survivor great, going over your moral dilemmas and you know your backstory and your strategy in the game. So this was a very, very important conversation. And I think this also showed how, I mean, Shan was the main character of the season. And I think that was proven tonight how she was, she's on the jury and they flashed over to her like 20 different times. So it, it was obviously very uh, impactful. Yeah, for sure. Um, now I want to, you know, we kind of went over the tribal council, everything that went into that, the vote, the twist, the Monty Hall. I want to get into quickly what we think happens going forward. Um, clearly, the alliance tonight now seems to have a 4-2 advantage in the numbers. Now that's going to depend on what what uh, Heather and Erica do if they decide to stick with Xander and Ricard, or do they flip over to Deshaun and Danny, which seems to be the line in, in the sand drawn. Now, to me, this feels a little bit like um, season 31, Abby Maria, where, you know, people knew that she had no chance of winning the game, but at the same time, she kept kind of dragging along because everyone said she was no threat. This brings me back to Heather, where Heather has not gotten a lot of confessionals. She's at least we're being told, um, that Heather is not having a huge impact or not having much of an impact at all on the game. And she seems to be kind of being dragged along. In my opinion, I think it's the right move for several of these people to vote out Heather next week. And I think that, you know, at some point you have to say Heather is a major threat to go to get to the end is a major threat because she everyone wants to bring her to the end. So if everyone wants to bring Heather to the end by you voting her out, you clear an extra spot for potentially yourself to get in. So 
I'm kind of curious to see if that happens to me. I think that's the right move for a lot of the people standing there right now. Um, it obviously depends who you are and your actual situation and who wins immunity, but I would not be surprised to see Heather voted out next week, given the fact that Xander still has his idol, given the fact that Heather will probably not win immunity. And given the fact that a lot of these players realize that they could get to the final three, but she is in the way. See, I think you're right in your logic, but I think you're wrong in what's going to happen. So like, I mean, you are correct. That's if Heather is in the game and people don't want to get rid of her, she's going to take one of those final three spots. I mean, we're assuming it's a final three. We don't know for sure. It could be a, a final two again. It hasn't been a final two in many, many years since season 28. So I think it's going to be a final three and Heather is taking up one of those three spots and there's only six people left. So you better secure your spot there. So I think your logic is sound. And that's kind of like what Sari thought in Panama and why Sari made a move that she did. But I don't think it's going to happen Dylan, because I just think there are too many power players left in the game that want to take each other out. Like this isn't like, this isn't like Redemption Island where Boston Rob is with a bunch of goats at the final six. Like this is, this is completely different. You have Danny, Deshaun, Xander, um, Ricard. And I think Erica actually has proven herself to be a pretty capable player as well. So you have those five people and Heather. So I think that yes, you could say, let's take out Heather. Cause she's, she's going to be taking up a spot. But I just think that there are so many big players left that want to take each other out that I just don't think that – why would you go for Heather at this point? Because now you're at the point where, like you said, or the whole season we've been saying, do you make a move now or is it too early to make a move? Was it too early to take out Shan? Was it too early to take out Ebby? Like yada yada. Now we're at the final six. There's only two votes left, final six and final five, because final four is fire making, I still assume. So there's only two more votes. There's no places to really hide anymore. Ricard and Deshaun still want to gun for each other. And if they can't get Deshaun, if Deshaun wins immunity, they're going to want to vote out Danny to weaken Deshaun's. So that's that, that those two, they want to get rid of Ricard. And then, then let's just say Ricard wins immunity. They're going to want to go for Xander. Oh, but Xander might have his idol. Maybe let's split the votes between Xander and Erica. I just, I, I actually, and you might be right and I might be wrong. I think Heather is the safest next week, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think if Ricard does not win immunity next week, then he's in major trouble um, because Danny and Deshaun clearly will make a big push. What will it, it will depend on whether or not Heather and Erica want to jump in. I think Erica stayed with them this week because I think that she, I think Erica thinks she could get to the end with Danny and Deshaun. I just think that she is trying to play it perfectly. Um, because if you're Erica, there's probably only like one or two ways theoretically that you can get to the final three at this point. Um, so I think voting out, maybe I think Erica's logic to voting out Liana tonight was that if I vote out Liana, I could be the third of their three. Whereas if I don't vote out Liana, then them three could just go to the final three if things break correctly. Um, so I think that with her voting Liana out, maybe she wanted to position herself as a third person in that alliance, which I think is interesting. So if she were to flip over that way, if she could bring, he if she, if her and Heather are close, she could bring Heather in. Then all of a sudden Xander playing his idol, Ricard doesn't win immunity. Ricard could be in trouble. Um, I think Ricard has a huge immunity challenge next week. And again, he could end up being the one to find the idol. And then all of a sudden that side seems completely safe and either Danny or Deshaun will be in trouble. So I think a lot of different things could happen. I just wanted to throw out the Heather scenario because it's, I don't think Heather's going to go to the final three um, simply really? because I don't think Heather's going to go to the final three because I think she would have gotten a bigger edit had she go been going to the final three. Um, and I understand that she could be a final three goat, but we've seen plenty of final three goats that have gotten much bigger edits than Heather. I think almost, almost every one um, we've pretty much gotten no confessionals to her. She kind of reminds me of getting the Kimmy type edit. Um, I said Abby Marie is like a, but also, also, you know, Kimmy went out on some insane, insane vote where she was the only one left to vote for basically uh, her, her teeth or, you know, however that went down. Um, I just don't think that they're going to put somebody with that small of an edit. And I don't want to read too much into the edit because Heather could have a huge episode for all we know next week. But, uh, but I, I think that Heather is not going to make it to the final three, which I think, which, which is why I think her time could be coming soon. So that's kind of my logic there. See, this is so interesting because I texted you. I thought for the longest time that Liana was going to make the final three. And I, I think after we go over this little uh, st strategy segment, we can go over Liana's eulogy in a little bit. But um, yeah, I thought for the longest time, either Liana 
or Heather was going to be the goat there. I didn't think they were both going to get there. I thought one of them was going to make it. And I think to my point, now that Liana is gone, I do think Heather will make the final three. Um, it's actually so funny, Dylan, because when we, when we were hearing the rumors about this twist, I know I saw it before you, and then you accidentally saw it like a little bit ago. Um, I, I All I knew was that people compete in a challenge and the person who gets out first has a chance to randomly go home. So that's all I knew. And I was like, this is gonna be the worst twist ever. Like I was saying, you know, this is gonna be a major setback. Turns out it actually was, you know, a more fair twist because everyone had the same chance. So it wasn't that bad. But I swear to you, Dylan, if you told me to predict what was going to happen tonight before the episode, to me, this screamed Heather going home. Because I thought to myself, and everyone online was saying the same thing, why have we not seen Heather this whole season? We we got like one or two episodes of her, you know, when she got, jumped up as our whispering, that was like Heather's breakout episode, and we've seen nothing before, and actually almost nothing since. So how has this woman been on the show, and she's gotten, she's one of the, mo- the least edited people ever, she's got nothing. So I thought to myself, when there was this twist, before I knew the, the specifics, I thought, oh my god, Heather's going to play, Heather's going to get um, eliminated first, and she loses do or die and she goes home. Like, that's the only reason why they haven't showed her, so we don't get connected to her, so we're not upset why she, when she leaves. Like, that's the only thing that made sense to me. And now that she's survived this week, Dylan, I don't see how she doesn't make Final Three, because there are big threats in the game. And if there's Final Four fire making, whether Danny wins the Final Four immunity, whether it's Deshaun, whether it's Xander, whoever wins that, who do you want to bring with you? You're going to want to bring Heather with you. Like It just makes too much sense to me. Yeah, I think you make a lot of good points as well. We're going to have to see. Now let's get to questions because we, I'm sure we have some of those. Uh, but once again, while Ryan looks for questions, um, I just wanted to remind everyone to like this video once again. Subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, at Pod. Also, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, any other platform that you may listen to. Be sure to, you know, type in the comments, any reactions you have, and let's get to it. Yeah, and obviously, as always, if you have if you have more questions as we're reading, please feel free to add them to the chat. We'll keep going until we don't see any more questions. So, um, at the start, though, and a couple of people obviously mentioned the Monty Hall problem. One of our um, our longtime viewers, Ohio State for the win, is apparently a data scientist and works with analytics and numbers for a living. And they said that this is a classic problem and they also would have switched knowing what the, the probability states, but they Deshaun got lucky. So again, that just proves that the math works out. Deshaun did get lucky. He technically should have switched. But you're right. Imagine if he switches, he loses, and then Twitter goes into a complete uproar that we lost Deshaun. Off right. of this game of chance. This was for the better, but I yes, it is pretty crazy that he went against the odds and he did mm-hmm. get it. And another Monty Hall uh question or comment came from Kelly, and Kelly says, Do you think Jeff knew which box was which? I I, I think yes, because if it the Monty Hall problem actually comes from an old, I think, game show where like there was like there's like a car and two goats, and the host always knows which is the correct one because when you pick one, they will go to the other two and they'll show you the other wrong one, whether you picked wrong or not. They will show you one of the other skull doors and say, okay, this is a skull. Now, do you want to keep your pick or switch? So Jeff knew what which box was which. Yeah, I, I agree. He knew. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, oh, here's something that we haven't talked about in a little bit, but Ohio State fan mentions that they definitely think a man will win the season now, which would make the seventh straight season that a man has won U.S. Survivor. Um, a female has not won since Sarah in Game Changers. And they thought that Liana had the best chance of a woman winning with Shan gone. So I actually agree and disagree. I do agree that I think a man is going to win the season now. I do think it's going to be one of Deshaun, Danny, um, Xander, or Ricard. I still think Erica can win. I'm actually, I've actually been very impressed with Erica recently. I think she could, if she makes one more big move, I think she could make a case for herself at the end. So this is where I disagree with Ohio State that I thought with Shan gone, Erica was the female with the best chance of winning. But if I had to put my money, I would say it's going to be either Deshaun or Ricard. That's still my guess. Yeah, I think I think Erica will make the final three. That's my prediction. I don't think she ends up winning. Yeah. And again, Erica, like to go back to her whole lion and lamb confessional when she smashed the hourglass, I think we've really seen a resurgence of her character. She was very quiet in the intro, not the intro, in the pre-merge. And I think this goes back to what we were saying last week, how – we were teased. Deshaun wants to throw a challenge to get rid of this woman because she's going to be a threat. And now we're seeing that she holds a lot of power in the game now because she and Heather, she and Heather are essentially the swing boats. Because Dylan, if you think about it, there's four Luvu left. 
Deshaun, Danny, Heather, and Erica are the four Luvus. There's one Yase and Xander, and there's one Uwa and Ricard. Now, the four will probably stick together next week and target Danny and Deshaun, but for all we know, Danny and Deshaun could say, like, let's go Luvu strong, and they could get out Ricard and Xander. So Heather and Erica have a lot of power in this game. Right. I, I, I do agree. I think, you know, with Erica having a lot of power, I will give her a outside chance. Um, so now so we this have, is, oh, go ahead. Uh, okay, I was just going to read the question, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So now we have a question here, um, from Adrienne, which uh, I apologize if I am pronouncing that wrong. Um, did y'all heard about Shan's interview, um, and describing Heather as ignorant? Um, I did not hear that. Um, but Sydney described Heather as ignorant as well. Um, so I'm kind of, I mean, look, I don't have much to say about that cause I haven't seen the interview, but Ryan, have you seen it? No. So I, um, I, I've been reading and listening to, um, from a lot of different people like Rob, Mike Dalton, I've been listening to a lot of exit press. So I, I have heard this critique about, um, uh, Heather. I tried to not put stock in it a, cause again, I've never met Heather, so I don't want to take what they say at face value until I actually know somebody. But also number two is I don't want to get spoiled. Like I don't want to misinterpret their words and say, okay, Shan's saying this and Sydney's saying this. And oh my God, this means that this is going to happen to Heather. So I don't want to think that if I had to make my best educated guess, I could see a scenario where Heather Heather makes it to the end and maybe like a Monica or maybe like another mom, I could see her getting a lot of critiques at the final three and she gets zero votes. So that's also another reason why I feel like Heather could make it to the end and just not get any respect or votes. But again, I don't want to read too much into it until I hear like everybody's exit interviews. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do agree with that. I don't want to comment on that. Okay. Uh, Kelly has another question scenario. Ricard gets voted out next week at final six. Do you believe Danny will realize Deshaun is his biggest threat and vote him out? This is a great question. And I actually feel a little stupid that we haven't no we haven't mentioned this in a few weeks i think we i think actually no dylan keep me on I, I think I, I think i mentioned it on sunday when we did the podcast we, we talked about at some point we talked about the whole thing of will ricard and shan go together to the end and obviously they did not we haven't you mentioned it once we haven't talked about it in a few weeks but will deshaun and danny pull a dom and wendell and want to go together or will one of them say i gotta take the other one out I could see a scenario where they're sitting at the final four together. One sends the other to fire making and whatever happens, happens. That's how I think it could play out. I don't think that one is going to vote the other out. I, just, I agree. I, I think, just, I think they would be content going to the end with each other personally. I think this, I think th- if this was old school survivor where there's no final four fire making and it's just votes, I think they stick together. I think that, um, you know, They've been together since they won on the Luvu tribe. They did the whole uh, sweat and savvy challenge together where they got the water. I actually think they want to stick together. Like they seem to be like, like best friends out there. I think they want to stick together. Having said that because of final four fire making, I don't see, like you're saying, I don't see a scenario where they win and take the other with them. I think it would be like Tom and Wendell where they take someone as a goat and they send the other to fire. So you're not voting them out. You're just not taking them with you. So I could see that happening for sure. Yep. Yeah, that's how I think. All right, and then the last question, which I think is actually a good place to end it off unless we get one more last-minute question. What are both of your power rankings of the six players left? We know that Heather is six. Sorry, Heather. Uh, but I would be interested in how you both would rank the other five players at this point in the game. This is very interesting. I would go Ricard, Xander, um, Deshaun, Deshaun, Danny, even though I think that Xander, Deshaun, and Danny are all very close. Um, in terms of how the distance between each other. And then I would put Erica at five again, uh, strictly because I, I know she's a swing vote. I don't see her getting votes over a lot of the people left. So I'm going to put her at five. Um, and then, yeah, Heather would be at six. That That's my initial thought right now. That could change as the week goes on, as I reflect more on this episode. But I don't think there's a major gap between two and five right now. So this is a very hard question. And I feel like, I wish I actually, I wish I had more time to prepare because I feel like my answer is going to change five minutes after this podcast ends. Because to me, when I think of power rankings, I think of two different criteria, like a, how likely are you to get to the end? And then B, if you get there, are you likely to win? Because there are people in this game where spoiler alert, I think that they, sorry, no, no, it's not spoiler, but like, sorry. (laughs) I think that to answer my own question, I think that if there are people who will get there and they won't win, 
And there are people who may not get there, but if they got there, they would win. So I have to factor both of those in. So going from bottom to top, because I'm going to just do it the opposite of Dylan, I do think Heather is six, unfortunately for her. Uh, five, I would have Erica. I do think he- Erica could maybe rise a rank or two before the finale, but I would still have her a five. I would say four and three in some order is Xander and Ricard because I genuinely think that if Ricard gets there, he will win. But I still think, like you mentioned, he has the hardest path to get there. If he doesn't win immunity next week, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. So I think that he has a tough road to get to the final three, but if he gets there, he'll win. So I'll have him at four or three. And same thing with Xander. Like, yeah, Xander has an idol and Xander can win immunity challenges. But I guarantee you, Dylan, let's just say he wins next week and places idol at five or he places idol next week and then wins immunity at five. If he doesn't win final four immunity, he's going into fire. No one will be taking Xander. I guarantee it. And the fact that no one will take you there means that you've obviously, as Adam Klein always says, you didn't manage your threat level enough. And I think that people won't take him and he'll go into fire. So then I would have maybe Danny at two and Deshaun at one. I I've been saying this for a long time now. I need to, I think it may be, I think this goes back to, when Sydney went home and Deshaun like put the vote onto Sydney when his name was in danger at the merge with the whole hourglass twist. I've been on the Deshaun train for a while. I think Deshaun is going to win. So I would have Deshaun at one. And I think Danny would be at two. I just think for Xander and Ricard, if they get there, they'll win, but I just don't know if they'll get there. Sounds good. I think you make a lot of good points. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens next week. Uh, thank you. everyone. Oh, you have one more thing to say. Let's sorry, sorry. I have one last thing to say. So sorry for talking a lot. Um, last thing I want to mention in terms of like the Liana eulogy. Um, I do think Liana was obviously a very, very interesting character to watch on the show. Um, I I think that her whole arc in terms of you know this going back to the knowledge's power, her whole relationship with Xander, it's been very interesting. And Dylan, we've been asking for weeks now. We've been saying what's going to happen with the whole. Xander and Liana arc because the whole thing with the Michelle and Wendell arc there was no payoff for that because you know Wendell gets voted out she she's surprised by it so there was no really payoff there this actually had a good payoff because we see when Boche leaves Liana has that confessional that we referenced where it's like it was a million dollar mistake uh I I should not have kept Xander in the game Xander this was a mistake and we were like what does this mean what is this going to happen and Xander votes her out with his extra vote. So that really tied the story all together where why would they show us that random confessional? Like that's why. Yeah. I think you make a great point. I didn't even remember that, honestly. So I, I, you know, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I also think Liana, you know, played a good game. Um, and yeah, um, should be interesting to see what happens in future weeks. Cause I think we should have a pretty photo, pretty, pretty great ending here. Only two more uh, weeks of survivor Dylan next week is the final six. And then and we're at the finale the week after. And then we'll see what we could do in terms of possibly getting some people on from this season, hopefully, to this podcast. So we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, um, thank you, everybody, once again for tuning in. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens. All right. You have, uh, I'm going to do a little Monty Hall thing here. You have this torch, this torch, or this torch. If you, uh, one and third chance, you pick the right torch, we'll continue the podcast. Two and three chances, we're going to end the podcast. Uh, trying to do a little Monty Hall thing didn't work. But anyway, as Dylan says, thank you always for watching us. And as always, grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.